Welcome to Feet Worthy number eight. You! Yes. Welcome and, back. And the mics are good. I can hear myself nice. That's the quickest mic up we ever had. Yeah. So welcome back. This is, uh, like I said, number eight, and we are very excited to have our uh, made it and, and continue to make it. And we've got great topics today. But first, just so you guys know, this is a podcast brought to you by Rebo Group, a creative agency in New Center, Detroit. And uh, let's let's get right into it. What are the topics we're going over today? Well, we have five of them. First one, a little bit on April Fools. Street, I'll talk about that. The infamous bagel gate that happened in St. Louis. And you're going to talk about drone delivery. Drones. First one ever. The impossible burger, which we're going to have a throwdown on because, well, I have a different opinion. And finally, <laughs> we have a new segment for this podcast, a fast Ooh. food worthy. Ooh. As always, the goal here is for us to look at social threads for what marketers are doing out there, just like we do for our clients. So let's just kick it off. All right, let's uh, let's talk April Fools. So every year, the internet just basically turns upside down because brands just start announcing things left and right. I'm sure you guys saw some. Uh, Everyone's waiting for it. There's a lot of anticipation around. Yeah. What, what silly things will be done to get attention on April Fools? And who's going to get punked? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always there's at least one that always that always tricks me, and I'll, I'll forget. Uh, but yeah, we saw some funny ones. So a couple of note here. Uh, we saw Audible do Audible for fish, and uh, they have a <laughs> have a Photoshop here of a fish wearing headphones, which is kind of cute. Uh, Farm Rich Brands, they are known for their frozen food. They tried to release a, a gender reveal mozzarella stick. I love, I, these. I love the mozzarella sticks. We, we, yeah. we, we have these in our house. Oh, yeah, these are solid. So uh, the kind of the cross-section here of the mozzarella stick, it, it's either blue or, or pink, and you can buy the <laughs> box to reveal your baby through mozzarella sticks. Gosh, that's genius. It's great stuff. And then there was a viral video that ended up being CG, uh, computer, you know, a computer-generated graphic that everyone actually believed. Even I believed it, and it got shared massively. And it was this blimp that Amazon, uh, supposedly, was Amazon that just released a bunch of drones. It's a double wide blimp, though. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not just a blimp. blimp. It's a it's double wide. Yeah. It's like a mecha blimp. So, so water took you. And home. that April Fool's joke actually took over one of our topics today, which was an actual thing about drones. Yes. Yeah, we'll get into drones. Nice we'll, foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, a little oh. bit more. Um, and then we saw a bunch from McDonald's. They did a shake sauce where they said that, uh, you know, you could dip your uh, your chicken nuggets in chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. White Castle said that they had uh, frozen the original slider uh, in, in carbon. <laughs> so it's a lot of funny stuff out here. One in particular that I wanted to share with you guys, and, and uh, we can bring it up here, is that Heinz Mayo, right? Like one of the most popular mayo brands, Heinz. Uh, came out and said that they were going to be doing a cream egg mayo. So imagine your Easter cream egg filling <laughs> with mixed mayo. with mayo. <laughs> and, of course, they had a, a, a sweet little teaser video. And the reaction here was pretty much just as you would expect. We weren't kidding. Heinz cream egg mayo is a thing. Who wants to try it? Of course you do. And so do I. I do want to try yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the the thing that I think this makes this one extra special is that they actually came out the day after uh, April Fools and said, 
no, 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 we're actually doing this because everyone was like, oh, it's disgusting. Like, no, seriously. And they're doing a pop up in London this weekend. And uh, you guys can go get get the mayo. Oh, and really uh, I love mayo. I do the sriracha mayo, mayo and, and a Cadbury chocolate good. egg. Are you I don't kidding? know what inside of an egg, but just That's Heinz cream egg. Mayo. What it is. Yeah. Cre- not according to that video. Oh, no. If you watch the video, it's in the egg. <laughs> yeah, so people what would you re- people say? What would you recommend that this goes with? Heinz replies, uh, some waffles, maybe some chips, definitely crumpets. <laughs> I, I love this one. Don't think this will work in my tuna sandwich. Hi, um, Heinz Meals replies, you never know until you try it. <laughs> uh, there's a last one that says, I'm terrified of what I just saw at Heinz Mayo. Yeah, as am I. By the way, I'm with that guy, that Dylan dude. I'm with him. No, totally. And, and uh, check out our blog post because we'll make sure that we link uh, all these different things so you can see them too. Uh, last one for April Fool's, and then we'll move on to another topic here. But Tinder height verification. So Tinder, one of the most popular dating apps, matchmaking apps, came out. This one I thought was interesting because they came out on March 28th. So about two days early, uh-huh. two or three days before April Fool's, and said, here's a thing that, uh, you know, that we're going to be doing now, something that you've – uh, never asked for, but always wanted, is what they said. And uh, it's height verification. So the idea is that they'd verify people's heights because everyone tends to lie on these apps about like who they are. and Unbelievable. Yeah, so this one really blew up because people actually thought it was real. Um, one of the, I could see that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's conceivable with, with AR and everything else. Well, it's right? weird because like, it was not April Fool's when they announced yeah. this. Right. And everyone's like, so the, the, one of the top tweets here, did someone queue up the April 1st tweets incorrectly? <laughs> Posted it early. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love this one from 100T um, Nade Shot. I wasn't getting any matches before, and now you're absolutely sabotaging every hope. <laughs> I have some for it in the future. This is disgusting and will not stand for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, last one from Bob Loblaw. Cool with this. Just add weight verification. Bob. <laughs> Bob. That was like a common thread. Just in for the people the who love to show those old pics. I think, they by the way, I think they would have got a bigger response from weight verification versus. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, they yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been sensitive. But no. uh, anyways, a couple days later, they ended up coming back out. Remember, we saw that yesterday. Yeah. What did they end up saying? They said, oh, we were kidding. We're just like kidding. That. But it wasn't until like um, April Second or third. Yeah, they let this one carry out. Yeah. So anyways, one of the threads I thought was interesting here for April Fool's is that like a lot of these brands are starting to extend them more than just on that one day. You're seeing people say, oh, no, like we're actually going to do this and follow along. And brands are releasing early now. So they're making it they're making April Fool's being like more of a thing. Well, That's how you have to stand out. You can't just be on the day of anymore. Right. Now you have to be super sneaky and post it early. Absolutely. Blame your social media. And by the way, for the brands out there, these were the some some of the ones we saw that did well. There was many lame attempts at doing an April Fool's so, joke. So many. So. Oh, I know. Do you guys? What do you think of these? You guys see any other ones that you like before we move on? Well, I I think the Heinz Creme de la Egg or whatever the bleep it is, um, it creeps me out. It's just a cream <laughs> egg. It's yeah, not I, cream I, does I, anything. I don't know. It's I, just I, a, I, a delicious cream mayo. It, egg. It's it's feed gross worthy oh, but i do think you, the like tinder mayo. one is feed worthy because they're getting into sort of this thread of anxiety people have when they're dating so the one's just more of a i'm going to freak you out i think the tinder one's feed worthy though what does anyone you? have any idea how tinder's doing in comparison to some of their competitors i know there's a couple that enter the market i, I just think that the, uh, from what i understand i think that they're like the market leader oh really yeah my social network really isn't all that great for 
confirmation of these types of things any longer. Yeah, I think they're really big because it, they've spun off Bumble and all these other apps that use that swiping mechanism. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you guys think? Worthy or worthless? I, I mean, I suppose Tinder. I would agree. Probably feed worthy just based off the responses. But the others, I mean, seem to kind of fade into the category. I am interested to see where the cream egg goes when it actually is tested <laughs> in market. Yeah. True. So we'll be paying attention to that. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. <laughs> I think Tinder's the standout here this year. Um, they did really well, and there's just so much noise on April Fools, and that's part of the fun of it. But, yeah, um, without a doubt. Yeah. So, anyways, let's move on to Bagelgate. Ooh. So this is just a weird happening, and we traced it back to a very innocuous tweet by Alex Alec Kaufman, or Kaufman, actually in St. Louis, and it's just a shot of these bagels that were sliced up like bread, as opposed to sliced horizontally like you typically I'm do. Sure, I'm sure you guys saw the picture. I mean, this is yeah, everywhere. It's, and we'll post it out there in case you haven't. So today, I introduced my coworkers to the St. Louis secret of ordering bagels, bread sliced. It was a hit. And this just went nuts. And we, we started looking. 5,000 people like this thing. I know. It, it, it was amazing. 000. It got on the news. It got here. It got there. And when we looked at it, and the big thing we're looking for, what are the threads out of this? So there's the initial response, if you look at that. And um, some of these, like, for example, Isha Sultan said, just show my husband a pic of St. Louis sliced bread bagel. He spent his formative years in New York and called it an abomination. That has ever been is sliced this way in his 40 years there. Thanks, Bagel Gate, for ruining my marriage. <laughs> Another one by Bird Person. Upon further review of Bagel Gate, I've decided that Missouri should be removed from a, should be removed by force from the USA, <laughs> as this contributed nothing but terror to our great land. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> domestic terrorism. I like this last one too uh, from Susan Gone. She says St. Louis is the murder capital of the U.S. Perhaps you shouldn't criticize how we cut things. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Bagelgate, hashtag bread cut. And Panera got looped into this. Well, we'll talk about Panera in a second because the weird thing we found out with this, and not from St. Louis, is that it's called the St. Louis Bread Company. And um, it's not called Panera, actually, in St. Louis. Oh. Yep. So the other thing was this whole idea of fake news out there. And, for example, um, Tom Ackerman writes, look, this sliced bagel thing somehow linked to St. Louis. Please stop. Never happened here. We have our food oddities sh for sure, and they're amazing, but we would never do this to a bagel. Respect. <laughs> well, it's, it's really funny because you do have St. Louis ribs. You know mm -hmm. what St. Louis pizza is, don't you? I do now. It's cut in squares. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so there Ridiculous. is a St. Louis. We'll talk about that in a second. So, But anyway. Uh, another one at R. Wrigley. Guys, I'm born and raised in St. Louis area, and I can honestly say I've never seen a bagel sliced like bread, so I don't know what or WTF this is, is happening. <laughs> The guy smoking crack at Bagel Gate at St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, Emily Wasterman here says, I went to school in St. Louis for three and a half years and lived here for a total of 25 years. And I can say with confidence that this has nothing to do with St. Louis or Washington. You just never went to Panera and asked for your bagel bread slice. So I don't, you know, the thing is like it's, it's set out this thing, which actually gets to the next topic, which is St. Louis style. So all of a sudden, just because of, and I'll use the word from the previous, the abomination yeah, people saw. This is the best. People started going, well, if they're going to do this to bagels, let's show what St. Louis style is for everything. And so the, it was the ridiculous. And there's this some, was all over. I, you just, have to post these. St. Louis user. style is like on everything. Uh, everything, like hot dogs and cereal. There, we got a picture here we're looking at of soup in a melon on a, a stove. <laughs> oh, burner. Ridiculous. And <laughs> God forbid those poor hot dogs took a beating with this because 
there's hot dogs in a Jello, as St. Louis style Jello, which is disgusting. I even went after Ego, just enjoying my Ego, St. Louis style, style, and it's got an apple cutter slicing up a uh, <laughs> Ego. An Ego waffle. So anyway, yeah. Well, we saw brands hopping in too, right? Yeah. Well, St. that's Louis style. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah. So first, what you got is Phil, uh, Philadelphia at Love My Philly, which Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah. Don't judge a bagel for the way it's sliced. Judge by how much Philly cream cheese it, ca- it has on it. And yeah. I love the visual. Hashtag yeah. stand with St. Louis. <laughs> Actually, I showed that to my wife. She goes, well, that's the way we should do it. Yeah. There's more cream cheese per ounce. Yeah, they just like <laughs> vertically slice a bagel. And, and then put it back together. Put it back together. Kind of and just pull it apart, stuff it in, and then squish it back together. Yeah. It actually it's got an accordion good. bagel. And then I love this Chips Ahoy. I saw this one in my feed, too. Uh, Chips Ahoy, you know, the, the, the cookie brand. So today we're eating our cookies St. Louis style. And they just ripped open a pack of cookies, and they're pouring a glass of milk just all over the cookies. But it looks it's just so delicious. Actually, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a treat you used to have as a kid. You crack the box open, the cereal boxes. What do you mean as a kid? Peel the paper back. What do you mean as a kid? You still do those? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're at Marriott, so they used to be. I don't know if they still have one. Um, last but not least, what about Pernero? They inadvertently started this. Well, smartly, they actually jumped on the bandwagon. And there's a picture, for example, um, of somebody who went into a Panera, and they said, Bagelgate does not seem to have, have it been having a negative impact of Panera's. I sold my last six before 11 a.m. is what the counterperson said. But what they also did, and this is amazing, within um, a matter of days, they put a billboard up showing a sliced bagel, sliced vertically, and it says St. Louis Proud, St. Louis style, which yep. that's amazing, along with T-shirts and everything else. So what do you think? You know, I don't know if there's really feed worthy here. What I like about this is how Panera actually swung it back to them yeah. to be a part of Bagelgate, which I thought that was a good look. Little if, if people are going to force it on you because you just happen to be the it. box that was sitting next to the post yes. about the Ogre Bagels, yeah. it, it's smart to, to adapt to it, right? And just I use it, leverage it. So let's keep it moving. What about drones? Yes, we are on a uh, shotgun schedule today yes, for Feedworthy. Yes. So something happened recently, it's late in March. Speedworthy. Speedworthy. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, the first time a revenue-generating drone was approved by the FAA, uh, FAA was UPS. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> Try and say it ten times fast. Uh, was approved, and it was a UPS program with a medical um, uh, facility, a healthcare. I think it was healthcare group, or it's called MatterNet. So you may have seen this, or may not, may have not, but among the community of of techies and and drone people this made splashes and waves because obviously it's not often that the FAA likes drones flying around. The gist of it is they basically cut down the time of a delivery from 30 minutes for imagine like a box of uh, blood samples being picked up and have to be driven across the campus to a testing facility. It went from 30 minutes to three minutes. So wow. imagine that's amazing. Amp- yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the great. ramifications of that are that if you're someone waiting on a test result that's very timely and needed, this thing's 10xing your, uh, your results on how fast you're getting it. So. Uh, we pulled together some of the comments here, so I'll just go to the first one. Uh, at Patrick W. O'Connor, who sort of also started the, the big ripple wave of these uh, tweets. FAA has permitted a test of the first revenue-generating drone delivery scheme in the U.S. run by UPS and an autonomous drone technology firm, Matternet. Matternet? Oh, so there was technology behind it, right? Uh, the service ran as ran its first last week at North Carolina-based Wake Meds Hospital. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Cindy Smith here uh, says, go at UPS. So she's calling out uh, the UPS brand saying medical supply deliveries by drone. She's pretty excited. Uh, hashtag drone delivery. Hashtag dominate to win. Uh, which is a good tease for that hashtag drone delivery because that's actually that kind of was a whole separate conversation that it tapped into. Uh, so another thing that happened was that people naturally started comparing uh, our friends at UPS to everybody else who's actually in the drone game in your mind. So uh, at Bennett Rice says UPS just beat out Amazon, FedEx, and Uber to make America's first revenue generating drone delivery. UPS in partnership with the MatterNet Group, transfer time, cutting down the crucial medical samples uh, from a half hour to just minutes. Yeah, I like this comment, too. Uh, at JLM says, the first revenue-generating delivery by drone in the history of the U.S., and no, it wasn't a pizza. UPS Matternet launched the service in Raleigh. I love this last is this image that was passed around, and it just compared and said, UPS tracking your package is the next city on a truck driven by Bob, and it'll be at your home at 237. FedEx, your package is somewhere. You'll get it when we give it to you. <laughs> USPS, what package? Amazon. <laughs> We are inside your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the UPS is on the map now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also spun up this, well, it was actually one guy's comment. Uh, I, I actually love this thread. The yeah. just the just in time living, yeah. you know, which is really what we're moving towards yeah. as a society, right? Yeah. The, the expectation of our of our children will be, if it's not at my door in a second, uh, somebody if else will be able it, to. If you think it, appears. <laughs> yeah, it just appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first comment is at, at Gerard Barry. The one thing the industry doesn't need is more customer demand. The potential is clear. People are ready to embrace just-in-time living. In source to TechCrunch article. Yeah. Uh, Mirko Kirkich here says, clear the backyard landing pad. The drones are ready. The laws and cities are not. I think that's the truest <laughs> statement yeah, out there. Yeah, they have some catching up to do. So what do you guys think? I mean, it, it, it's just a... For a drone conversation, it was one that popped, you know, in terms of uh, generating more conversation that wasn't just retweets. And I think that's what happens with drone conversations a lot is, like, yeah, that's cool. And then we retweet it. Yeah. Or it's a joke like Amazon's. Yeah. This was a real thing that made a real splash in conversation. So I agree. Feed worthy. I do, I do, too. And I like it because I don't think they intended it to be feed worthy. It was just a brand action they did. It worked. People talked about it, which is awesome. Yeah, I, for one, welcome our drone overlords. <laughs> I, I'm, a, no, I'm a drone pilot myself, and uh, I love this stuff. I think a lot of the news I hear about drones are actually when they get uh, into com more commercial airspace. Or it's like negative news or mm -hmm. something like an airplane will hit them. That's not what we want to see, so I love this stuff. And, um, yeah, do like you, you said, it's going to change want, the future. Do you want to admit something about getting an airspace, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. FAA rules say that... Uh, uh, UAVs, un unmanned aerial vehicles, cannot fly above uh, 400 feet. So look at you. You know the laws yeah, very well. Oh <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, but I love this stuff. Yeah. Good. So, great story. All right. We'll keep rolling. Um, something that we all kind of, it all kind of caught our attention was this Impossible Burger. Maybe you've heard of it. This really grinds Eric's gears. Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, tell us <laughs> how you just, feel. Just tell, tell you really the feel. story of vegan. Yeah, so, um, you know, you may have heard of it, but basically the Impossible Burger, it's a, it's a company called Impossible Foods, and there's another one called Beyond, so Beyond Foods. They're making a plant-based burger that uh, I guess they've been working on for several years that kind of tastes just like beef, looks like beef, and even feels like beef in terms of the texture. Um, <laughs> 
I've not yet had it. I don't I'm think sorry. I've never heard feels like beef. Yeah, no, like the tech, so like, yeah. Wait, wait until we get one, which hey, we are going to do. It yeah. feels we like beef. We couldn't eat two feet rooties in a row. <laughs> right. But you can't tip it over. <laughs> so <laughs> they made a big stir. A couple brands made a big stir. So White Castle last year in August uh, released a uh, impossible slider to their menu. And then more recently on April 1st, randomly, was a, uh, you know, not a joke announcement, although some people thought it was, but they uh, Burger King had announced that they were going to be testing a pilot in St. Louis. And then ironically, yeah, St. Louis yeah. style, a lot of, a lot of they've been in the news, St. Louis bigger. style. And uh, they were going to be re- not replacing, but they were going to be offering a impossible Whopper at their stores. It was like 50 some stores in in St. Louis. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So St. Louis was a test market and they wanted to kind of see how it went. And uh, definitely a ton of online chatter out there against. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Among the impossible burgers. So, you know, a couple couple tweets here uh dina shanker said in what might be the most exciting thing to happen in st louis since the building of the arch 59 burger king restaurants in the area testing the impossible burger it made news what i like is the um video which we'll put it up there on the show notes of um, what burger king did and they sort of punked the people they had to meet a whopper and on their way out they said would you ever eat an impossible burger uh, and let's just say you and I were looking at it. It was yeah. a lot of expletives. They were just like, wait, what? Like, what the bleep? No, bleep away. <laughs> yeah, this is, I thought this was beef. Yeah. It felt like beef. One of the threads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the threads that we saw here, too, was that just, it seemed like anyone who was getting an Impossible Burger had to take a picture of it and wanted to share it. It was exciting. I mean, uh, when you get one from Red Robin, they put a little Impossible flag on it with a logo. Uh, the the Whopper is branded with Impossible, and it just like people were proud. They wanted to sh- they wanted to share the fact of, that they were, you know, eating. You're vegan in a or fast food restaurant eating, you know, seemingly healthy options. Yeah, whatever. So there was this pride. <laughs> so there was this pride that came along. You know, with the, it too. that just that's the part that doesn't go together. It's one ninety nine, Eric. I'm in a fast it's food a restaurant and eating healthy food. It, <laughs> if you want healthy food, don't go to a fast food restaurant. So I love this, too. This is just, like, ridiculous. I mean, it's like everyone's going to have a problem with something. So uh, the idea behind the Impossible Burger is that it's it's not made of meat, and there's definitely no dairy in it. Um, a lot of times these companies will offer, like, dairy-free cheese and uh, cheese alternatives. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the vegans still had a problem with it because Impossible is test- does uh, testing on animals for some of the meat. So even oh. though the – uh, actual product is made of zero percent meat. The fact that it is like tested on animals caused a little bit of a stir online. So this was a thread that we saw too. So uh, you know, Ars Technica even lifted uh, you know some of the content here and said PETA is mad at Impossible Burger over its use of animals during testing. Many others will simply remain mad that they messed with an icon like the White Castle slider. Here's another one um, from Vigana, appropriately named. I'm vegan, and as a vegan, I do not buy, consume food products that are tested on animals. I have no desire to buy, consume any product treated on animals that could include Impossible Burgers, simply not vegan. Here's what I don't get. I, I also have a question. Like, what, what are they testing? They're testing soy on animals. I'm going, all right. So you're well, f- what is the, what is, feeding the animals? So if you're giving it to a rabbit, let's say, and I don't mean to be dense about this, it's like, what else would you feed him? Yeah. They're not feeding an animal to another animal. I mean, I suppose if it was like extreme, like you're feeding them to the point where they 
can't they, they get hurt or something or like but like I don't, like I don't know this is a big reach if you're a, someone who's trying to change the eating behavior the behaviors of you know Eric would argue this uh, out of six thousand Burger Kings and you're offering a cheaper burger or as cheap as what they have an alternative that has no meat you have the potential of changing the habits of a lot of people oh yeah potential <laughs> Eric's, Eric's <laughs> eyes are going straight uh, through my head. So you know, a, but in the future, we're going to do a podcast about that. If, I, yeah. if I'm, if I'm, you know, if you're vegan, I hard mean, vegan. I'm a, I want the country to change. Yeah, yeah, this is a gate. So these these Impossible Burgers are a <laughs> gateway for people to eat more vegan. A I gateway drug, Steve. Right. What are you but, trying to do to us? Look, we're speedcasting sort of. today, folks. Sorry, so yeah, otherwise I would do an Impossible podcast that would go on for thirty minutes. I want, I want to hear it. We could get an Eric rant. Just a rant on this. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. So. You know, one of the other threads, one of the final threads that we saw, too, there weren't too many naysayers, but one of the threads that we saw was just people calling for other chains to get to get the availability of the Impossible Burger. So Alexis uh, WTV Alexis says once In-N-Out gets the Impossible Burger, it's game over, which I kind of agree with. And I like Jamin actually tweeted out once McDonald's starts selling the Impossible Burger, it is over. I'm taking my blank to McDonald's every day. Sis. Sis. <laughs> Every day, sis. Sis. I, it's probably got a southern accent. I'm sorry. And another one, at Danielle Raiden. It will really make my life. It will really make my life if the Impossible Burger comes to In-N-Out. Now, that would be an interesting thing. To take to take an iconic burger that all they have is burgers. Because the Whopper's not iconic? I, it's, it is, but they've got other and things. White Castle's not. But In-N-Out only has burgers. I think there's a little bit of burger judgment going on here. <laughs> Just saying. Look. Impossible Burger, animal style. They're also going to IPO pretty soon, so Are that's they? a pretty pretty good sign of uh, impossible consumption. Is? Yeah, and that was the rumors. Good stuff. So I do think Impossible Burger in general is feed worthy. I can't wait to feed you one and have you know uh, what it is. And I do agree that I, I like that the brands are drafting behind it. Well, they have no choice. Well, they're using it though. It's a nice social draft that's going on with a lot of these brands. I say feed worthy. Even though I don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, it's feed worthy. I agree with you. I just think it tastes worthless, but we'll discuss that. You have been had you it. Ha- yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, totally unfair. All right. You need to they have gonna it. Do they use you. beats. I to promise t- you, to we color will do it the Impossible Podcast. We should just do a quick one, like a five-minute taste test. We'll yeah. do that. We'll do that. Right. So watch, pl- watch, watch that feed, look for guys. that in your feed. We'll do the Impossible Podcast. We're going to do an Eric test. We're going to bring two to Eric and see if he can tell the difference with a blindfold on. Yeah, maybe. that that's a great idea. We're do we'll it. do that. All right, plan on that. All right, one last thing, and we're speed casting here since <laughs> we're talking about amazing. fast food. We since fast food seems to be in the um, in every one of our feeds, we're starting a new segment. It's fast food worthy. So three things we'll rattle through quickly: McDelivery, five dollar VK coffee, and Taco Bell rattlesnake fries. So McDelivery, the if you're unaware, uh, McDonald's is doing a partnership with Uber Eats and Lazy Boy. They created this Lazy Boy couch that um, basically you would you tweet out um, what you would like McDelivered and, and McDelivered. you entered the sweepstakes. Pretty simple. What I like is that, and without reading all these tweets, if you just look at McDelivery sweepstakes and go on Twitter, they've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people tweeting out in their social circle. To try and win this couch. Yeah. I, think, I think it's fabulous because yeah. it's really you know, you know, going out there and doing that, and there was no negative. In the in this world of LTOs, like the limited time offer stuff, and it's, exclusive hard to get brilliant. things. It's a really nice partnership between three. And I, I I question. I know we've talked about it before, but Uber Eats for McDonald's. Yeah, it's a reach, but, if but it's working. 
if people are talking about it. So yeah. quickly, too, this is our quick segment on Burger King $5 coffee. So the CEO is on record with CNBC saying we're doing a $5 coffee subscription, meaning that pay five bucks, get a free, co- get a coffee every day, not free because you pay for a subscription. The, what they're trying to do is get people in the morning to go to Burger King and get coffee versus somewhere else. But it's only drive through. Oh, that's what we heard because yeah. a lot of people are ticked off about that. Now, 30, I mean, 30 coffees, five, five bucks. bucks. Well, it worked. Would you, would you change your routine for that? And that's a great question. I want to see how this nets out. So I want to follow up with revisit. this. In a, yeah, revisit in a month yeah. or so because I don't know if it's going to change things where people are going to reroute because you really have to be frugal minded. You're not going to get Starbucks people, maybe McDonald's. I mean, what if they did like uh, 20 bucks a month to get a Whopper every day, an impossible Whopper? It's probably where we're headed. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very interesting the, model. The I think it is. Yeah. And you yeah. haven't seen a company like this do this yet. Yeah, let's just. Nope. just <laughs> very innovative. <laughs> All right. Last but not least is our friends at um, Taco Bell. T-Bell. And last month was the Rattlesnake Fries for a while. Let's read some of these tweets out. I like these. Um, From Mitch Clark. I'll say this one last time. We don't eat Taco Bell for our health. We eat it to get down and dirty and (laughs) and to feel the grease and grime flowing through our veins. Oh, man. Hashtag hashtag Rattlesnake (laughs) Fries. Another one at Sid uh, Bridge. Look at Taco Bell. I'm not eating something called rattlesnake fries unless there's real rattlesnakes in there. Hashtag brawl. And then he says, actually, I'm not eating either way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Forget that last part. Yeah. But then uh, Karen Payne says, Taco Bell, please stop trying to invent yourself. First, nacho fries. Now, steak, rattlesnake fries. Why do you even have fries? I love that. (laughs) Hashtag vomit. Yeah. So one last thing on this is that the final one, we were doing a tweet check prior to the show. Like that tweet check. Tweet check. And we found out that basically they ticked out people because they took the fries away. So well, yeah. Taco Bell gets it. They get you hooked. It's, and they're, like they a, they're like a but drug dealer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we're putting some stuff out in the market. <laughs> give, me the fries, like give me the fries. Give me the fries. Nope. Supply, it's all supply gone. is all gone. <laughs> we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. <laughs> we promise. But it's a way to keep it going. I know. They, they, they give you geniuses. the crave. They take it the crave away. They are in, in front of our faces every time we go to do this somehow. So oh, that's full circle. That's Yeah. So, you know. Thanks for listening, guys. We did, this was a very impressive, fast, feed-worthy. We got through a lot of content very speed-worthy. quickly. Speed-worthy. Yeah, speed-worthy. Special episode. I'm trying to push that. Speed-worthy. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. I, like if, 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 I have to say, if you're still with us, I commend you. <laughs> um, no, but we love our listeners, and uh, thanks so much. And thanks for all the feedback, too. We really appreciate it. So um, don't stop giving us reviews in the iTunes store. Look like there's a few in there already, so thank you for that. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. I'm at Steve St. Germain. At Steve at Rebuild. At EGBO. Awesome. And uh, we are on Hashtag all your favorite <laughs> uh, pod catchers or pod podcast players. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, that's that's it for my spiel. We're out. Well done, Speed Brothers. Get ready for the Impossible Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Five-minute special coming. <laughs> all right. See, ya. see y'all. Uh, later.